We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. We are looking at the power of prayer here today as our series, Talking Back to God, continues. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Hi there and welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. We're continuing our series, How to Talk Back to God. It's a marvelous look at prayer and the various aspects of prayer. Today, we're looking at the power of prayer or the power of the one in whom we pray to. We're in Acts chapter 12, verses 5 through 9. Let's take a look at some successful praying, shall we? Here with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing from the Well, once again, our teacher and pastor now. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. We see here that they were astonished at the hand of God. They were astonished. But motioning to them, look at verse 17 there, verse 17, motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And said, go tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. Then as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become of Peter. But when Herod had searched for him and not found him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. And so we see now... Like I said, the hand of justice is beginning to move. It doesn't stop there. Look at verse 20. Now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon, but they came to him with one accord, and having made Blastus the king's personal aid, their friend, they asked for peace because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. So on a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting the voice of a God and not a man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give God, give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and multiplied. The guards that that held Peter captive, they're gone. And Herod, who commanded them to hold him captive, now he's gone. What I'm saying is, is don't pray that nobody gets killed. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that y'all pray like that. Don't do it. Can I have an amen, y'all? But I am saying that when you pray... You have to realize that the hand of justice 
will tip in your favor based on what God see, what God's, no matter what man sees, what God sees is just and fair. And we see him, we see him, you know, exacting and releasing his punishment in this situation and the hand of the king moves. All of us have to get this in our spirit, in our mind, that our prayers are powerful, that our prayers work, that our prayers avail much, and that God is always listening to a praying people. He's listening to a people who have separated themselves from the world and are, and are bent on getting him in their situation. He listens, and he comes through in his time. You know, not only did Apostle Peter and the first century church understand this, but even the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was very, very clear on this, and he made sure that when he was ministering to people, he taught them the value of prayer. 1 Timothy chapter 2, I want you to see this here, because as he's ministering through this epistle to, to Timothy... It gives us some insight into how we should respond, be responding in this day and age in which we live. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. We know Timothy is an apostle. The apostle Paul has trained him, raised him up, has released him and is using. And God is using Timothy mightily. Apostle Paul is like a good father, has given him instruction. And teaching him how to navigate within the world. Seeing that, that, that Apostle Paul knows that his days are short and, and the Lord is soon to take him away. He gives him instruction. We need to take heed to this right now in the day and age in which we live, saints. He says in verse 1. He says, therefore I exert, exhort. He says, therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions. And given of thanks be made for who? For all men. This should be our perspective. We have sometimes within the church or as individuals, our, our, we're, we're kind of biased with our prayers. You know, our prayers, our prayers are, are selfish in nature. And we have, to get, we have to break that off of the church, break that off of our personal lives. Because he says, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. We got to take the limits off of our prayers. We got to get to the place where, where we can freely pray about everything and everyone and anyone that we can freely pray that we're free with our prayers and that is not always the case you know sometimes and i don't know about you sometimes it is hard to pray for people that you have a problem with and you press your way through it i haven't done this in a long time amen pastor napoleon Y'all awful quiet out there. It's hard to pray for family members and hard to pray for friends and hard to pray for people. And, and you know that there's a little bit of friction there and things going on. It's hard to pray for someone that you know is cutting up. It's hard to pray for someone that's betrayed you. 
It's hard to pray for the politician that you don't like. We're going to get free up in here. Up in here, up in here, up in here today. It's Operation Liberation. <laughs> and so I love this because he says all men. People in their background, they have dealt with prejudice. They have dealt with, you know, injustices in various areas. He says supplication, prayers, intercessions. He said giving of thanks. He says for all men, this is to be the culture of our church. The culture of the church is that we, we don't have limits on how we can pray. We don't have limits on who we will pray for. We don't have limits. There's no limits that our hearts are free and open to pray for people. And this is what gives us more strength that God, when we tap into that, with that kind of heart and mindset, then something is released and activated because now we've taken the justice out of our hands. And we placed it solely in God's hands. And we just say we're a conduit to release the blessing of God. And then God, if he wants to fight. We saw God fight in in, in chapter 12 of the book of Acts. If he wants to fight, he can fight the way he fights. But we want to maintain the right posture so that we put put ourselves on the right side of justice. And as we do that, we prosper. Apostle Paul is telling Timothy this. He's preparing him. He knows the tough time. He knows the Roman Empire. He knows all the things that are going to come against Timothy and all the trouble that he's going to have. But he says, therefore, I exert, exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in what? Authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Okay, I love this. He says, for kings and all who are in authority. You know, truth be told, people have a problem with authority. And it doesn't start, you know, with the police officers. It doesn't start with the government. It doesn't start there. It starts in the home. Come on, tell the truth, y'all. It starts in the home. You, 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 when you're raising your kids, divine order within the home. The, the government structure that God has set up in the home with the husband and the wife and the kids. All this stuff is out of whack in so many people's homes. And they, people have no regard for authority. They grow up not caring about what anybody says. No respect for authority at all. I watch this. I see kids. I go in the grocery store and I see kids talking back to their parents and saying stuff. And I'm scratching my head. I'm saying, let me get out of here before I spank this kid for her. Let me get out of here. Let me, let me get out of here. I got to get out of here because that kid is tripping right there. Can I have an amen, y'all? There's no regard for authority. No respect. The husband talking all crazy to his wife. Not understanding that there's, a, there's an aspect of authority on her life. The wife talking all crazy to the husband. No, not knowing that there's an aspect of authority on his life. The kids talking crazy to the parents. Not realizing that, that God has established an authority structure. And, and that goes into the culture. Now, when the police officer says stop, the kid said, I'm not stopping. 
I'm not stopping. When the, pre- when the teacher says, everybody be quiet, I'm not being quiet. I'm going to keep talking to my homeboy. No respect for authority. None. And we have to get back to this place we understand. And, and I challenge you to read Romans 13. It'll give you a good glimpse of how God sees authority. And people that are in authority, if they're doing wrong, God knows how to get them too. Because he's a just God. But for the church, our job as we navigate through all this is to make sure that we pray for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Understand that he's saying this in the midst of the Roman Empire that was persecuting Christians and throwing them into jail. And there was cultural bondage, debauchery, lasciviousness, and all kinds of stuff going on all around him. But Apostle Paul is, is sitting here and he's telling them that to pray for kings and people that are in authority. Why? Because as you act, connect to God, God is going to tip the hands of justice and he's going to give you peace and quietness. Look what he says. Godliness. He says, he says if you do this, then, then I can, in the midst of it all, I can cause you to live a peaceable and quiet life in all godliness and reverence. In the midst of all the storm, Noah was on the ark. And there was a place of peace for him. For all of us, we have to see this. This is what God will do if we will learn to pray. Pray for the armed forces. Pray for the police department. Pray for the fire department. Pray for the government. Pray for the nations. Pray and pray and pray and pray. But what we don't do is pray. We complain and complain and complain and get frustrated and angry. That's not how we win the battle. How we win the battle is through the strategy that God has given us through his word. And for all of us, we got to start banding together as many and pray and then watch God begin to move and shift things that we never thought would shift. This person is in a, in a position of power. We're praying that God's hand would move and that God would, and we pray and pray and pray. And then God, all of a sudden, he moves a person out of the place. And we look up and, and then we can come to church here and say, <laughs> they don't even know we working behind the scenes. That God moves his hand. God causes stuff to happen. And we sit back and, yes, we're still astonished, but we look back and we say, we know exactly who's doing this. It's God. But unfortunately, the, the church has lost their faith in their prayers. People have lost their faith in, in God and their trust that God is a just God. He's going to tip the scales in your favor as you and I learn to pray. He says, for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. When we get down to business with God, then God gets in our business and he shifts things in our, in our favor. Look what he says. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 
For, for there is one God and mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. Somebody say for all. To be testified in due time. For which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in truth. Apostle Paul clearly is conveying this to Timothy. He's giving him the keys to shift things. We have to get back to it. This is a fundamental truth. An ancient truth. A truth that is, has been established. And God, he wants us to return to this. We got to get back to the basics of just learning how to get on our knees and go before God. If we're dealing with injustices in the school system, dealing with, and it doesn't mean that we don't need to go down and have our meetings and do those things, but you do those things while you're praying. We get back to the, to the grind of really just saying, God, you know the situation, and then being patient enough to just stay in this rhythm with God until he shifts things in our favor. Do we trust God to do this for us? Or do we think we have to take things in our own hands? Do we trust God that, Lord, when we begin to pray that, God, you are going to send angels on our behalf? Do we trust and can we, does our trust result in us having a rest for our soul? Man, why are you not flipping out right now? Man, I'm not flipping out because I prayed about it. Did God do anything yet? No. But I know he is. I know he is. Are you going to stop praying? No. I'm going to pray it through. I'm going to pray it through. I'm not going to stop praying until I see the manifestation. What if it take you two years? We're going to keep praying. Why would you do that? Because God is listening. And God will move. God knows the timing. He's just looking for agreement on the earth. So we're going to keep praying. Do you doubt? No. Because I read my Bible. And the same God that was with Abraham, the same God that was with Isaac, the same God that was with Jacob, the same God that was with Moses, the same God that was with Joshua, the same God that was with Samuel, the same God that was with David, the same God that was with Solomon. The same God. The same God is the same God that's active in my life. And if he did it before, he'll do it again. If God's got to split the Red Sea for you, he'll split the Red Sea. If God has got to bring water out of a flinty rock, he'll bring water out of a flinty rock. The same God that destroyed, that, that caused Goliath to lose in the battle is the same God. The same God that delivered Daniel out of the lion's den is the same God that's with me. The same God that caused the Hebrew boys to get out of the fiery furnace is the same God that's with me. The same God that caused Jesus to walk upon water and to heal the sick and to raise the dead and to heal the blind. It's the same God that's whoo, whoo, it's the same God that called me out of bondage and called you out of bondage. The same God that delivered you, that saved you, that got you off of drugs and got you delivered and got you set free. That's the same God that will answer my prayers right Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody need to stand to your feet right now and start praising the same God. That same God. 
that got you out of debt, that same God that healed your broken heart when he he walked out and when she walked out, that same God that delivered you from alcohol is the same God that will answer your prayers. I'm not worried about the government. I'm not worried about the police. I'm not worried about the culture. I'm not worried about all that. I'm thinking about God and his hand that's getting ready to move in our situation. The mighty hand of God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run therein and they are safe. Stop giving people so much credit for your success. It's God that's keeping you. It's God that's sustaining you. It's God that's going to make sure that on your job, you have the provision that you need. And no, nobody can, but if, just stay with God and pray. And he's going to keep you. But pastor, I'm about to lose my house. Keep on praying. Just pray. Oh yeah, we're going to be a prayer. We are a praying church. We are a praying church. We're a believing church. We know how to move the hand of God. We're not a complaining church. We're a praying church. If, you, if you're single in this room, you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm going to be all right. I don't care what comes my way. God is with me. If you're married in this room, you need to look your spouse in the eye and say, I don't care what happened. We're going to pray. God got us. It don't matter. God's got us in our life. God got us this far. He ain't going to. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to leave us. We're fine. Just continue to pray, honey. Just continue to pray, honey. We're going to be fine. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm going to be fine. God got me. Saints, we've got to, and I'm going to say this in closing. We've got to get back to the Bible and stop watching so much TV. Get in here and study and see what God did for them. It's the same God. Broke this man out of prison because he was unjustly placed in there. And we get up as a church. This is a huge year for this country. We get up for this church, in this church, and we start praying that God's hand will move. I don't have no, no, I'm not red or blue, I'm God. And so I want God. I want God's, I'm on God's team. Now, God, you have your way. And I'm fine with that. Lord, we come before you this morning. And my prayer is that this church gets charged with faith to pray. That we as your people understand the power of prayer. And that there is prayer power when we come together as many Lord, we know that you're just and you are fair and that you're going to do what's right according to your will. And Lord, help us to tap into your heart. Free us from any biases and prejudice within our hearts, personal preferences about stuff. Lord, help us to embrace your personal will, your will, and teach us to pray your will through lord help us to value authority and to pray for all who are in authority 
that we might live a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Help us to learn how to, to, to shut our mouths to people, but open our mouths to you. That, Lord, when people get around us, we're not getting in the gossip group, in the complaining group. We're involved with the prayer group. And when people get around us, they're shocked and amazed at how, God, you, you sustain us and keep us. Lord, I pray for everyone here, singles, married, whatever it is, Lord. I pray today that they would begin to see answers to prayers. That prayers, whoo, I just feel this right now. That prayers would begin to be answered. That prayers would begin to be answered. Lord, help us to testify. To testify as we receive answers to prayer and people pray for us. That people's faith would be charged. They would be blessed. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 945 You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Understanding.